Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast, where we talk about Racehaver Sprint Cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive Sprint Car Series in the country. I'm Rod Ort, Series Director, and I'm joined by Frank Berman, writer, reporter, and historian for the series, and Stephanie Dodson, former driver and announcer for the series. We try to post this show each week and bring you the updates on Racehaver and bring you stories of Racehaver talent here in PA and across the country. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. This is Rod. Um, we were off last week. First, just a kind of a quick explanation uh, before the, the Keystone race. Uh, unfortunately, my wife and I had to put our dog Polly down on Friday, which made for a, a sad weekend, challenging weekend for us, obviously with the Keystone race and everything. And then Unfortunately, on that Sunday, uh, my wife's brother uh, died suddenly, um, and uh, which which made for a very difficult week. Um, we uh, we finally did get around to recording a show last Friday. We we're real excited to have Tom Warwick Sr. Uh, come on to record us, but apparently the uh, internet in Belfont um, wasn't that great. So with uh, with the help of Doug and Stephanie, we got. Tom on with uh, with a telephone connection, and we just ran out of time to to finish the show. So here we are tonight. We're gonna we're gonna uh, get to that interview with Tom Warwick Senior. Probably one of the most important uh, interviews that we've done this season. Um, but uh, for now, uh, I've we've got Frank here. Welcome, Frank. Good to be back as always. It was. Uh... It was fun talking to Tom last week, and I really hope everybody enjoys that. He is a wonderful person. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely a real neat uh, event with the uh, uh, Hall of Fame ceremony that you did such a good job at uh, the track uh, on on that Saturday at the Keystone Racesaver Challenge, and being able to um, enjoy the um, induction of the first kind of inaugural members there as well as having all the founders together. Uh, the first time Frank that we've had, uh, those guys together in quite a long time. Um, so it was especially meaningful for me to have all those guys again and to honor, honor them for their work and, uh, have Tom, Tom senior on, um, back to the race. Uh, pretty, pretty good, pretty good day. what do you think, Frank? I, I thought it was another just really great Keystone race. It, it uh, really helps put us up in the forefront. Uh, pass definitely put its best foot forward in, uh, in this race. We had another great race. And then we had just really good backstories along with it, with Garrett Bard and his team having to reconstruct the car in just two weeks after destroying their racer at Port Royal the weekend we were there with the outlaws, uh, he gets it back in, wins the race, but to win it, he has to fight off Justin Clark. And Justin, of course, is coming back to Pennsylvania after having had a really good finish uh, wiped out earlier in the season by a technical violation that uh, had him disqualified. So Justin was looking for vindication and uh, he certainly got it in how he ran. A lot of the other competitors that ran well too, uh, you know, just a, a great finish to the year for really a year that turned out a lot better than anybody would have thought. Yeah, I think um, 
uh, on uh, just a note on Garrett Bard. I don't know if, if you knew it, Frank, but he actually picked up that car from uh, Logan Wagner. Um, that was Logan's Logan's uh, number seven car, I, I, I would imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, picked that up from him. Yeah, real good, real good job, Justin Clark. Looking just looking back through the field, I think it's a kind of an excellent representation of of uh of race saver in general you know christian rumsey's raced with us come down from new york made a lot of sacrifices to run race saver in pa he came home third zion kowski had kind of a tough year all year but has run well at port royal he came in fourth ken duke senior um or, or junior um you know finishing fifth there after being the national champion last year kind of a scaled back schedule this year devin adams always picks up the uh hard charger award somehow but you know, it just goes the whole way back through Robbie Barchi, um, never seen the track before 55 cars comes out. sets a good time, uh, runs in the race, comes home seventh. Um, you know, Dabrowski from, from out in Western PA has always run well. Uh, you know, comes home ninth last, last year's winner, Nick Swigert kind of got back and, and the qualifying. He had a, a quite of it in advance, but finished well. Um, just, you know, kind of a who's who of race saver there and, and not, not a, you know, just a home team race. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's a great thing. What you uh, were talking about with some of those other drivers, I think is one of the things that makes past racing so compelling to watch because yeah, there's some battles for the lead. Uh, this year, there was some, there was a really good battle in traffic early when Justin Clark came up and, and really challenged Garrett Bard. But you look at what's going on back in the field, and you've got guys coming from, you know, the back half a dozen rows up to top ten finishes, and and you know there's there's passing going on all the time, and I just can't say uh, how much I think somebody who's a real race fan would see this kind of racing and and realize it's just hard to beat. Yeah, I listened to the Wing Nation podcast uh, last week, and. That right after that, they had Garrett Bard on as a guest. They they rarely talk about whether you know three o fives. They they hardly ever talk about uh, that. And they did have Garrett Bard on. They talked a little bit about the Fayetteville race on there as well. Um, and then uh, this past week on the podcast, they had mentioned you know like a top five list across the country of of racers. And you know that was of course Kyle Larson and and um, uh, Danny Dietrich was in there. I remember that, but. Uh, it was interesting that they included Garrett Bard in that with his 13 wins this year. But, uh, you know, some more interesting math there is, you know, he had 13 wins and we know he's, we know he's good. But aside from that, I think we had 12 other winners. Um, so, you know, quite a variety If Garrett wasn't winning. Somebody else was yeah. Dodson picked up a couple. And I think um, Nick, Nick Swigert picked up a couple. Um, Dodson might've had three cause he got two in one night, huh? <laughs> Dodson and, and Swigert actually had three each. Okay. We had, uh, we had 11 drivers win one race apiece. Yeah, we had 55 cars. 54 of them ran a feature. The only guy that didn't do it was uh, uh, Jake Waters, who blew an engine in the uh, in, uh, consolation race. So good racing all night. We weren't getting tore up. And then the, uh, you know, the Founders Cup race was real good. Will Brunson picking up a win there a meaningful win in that you know he'll be a guaranteed starter next year he's he's looking forward to to bumping up his program and you know he picks that win up over jeff guy who's a former winner of the race and i'm sure jeff would tell you 
you know, that's, uh, you know, to be, to be in that race is with 55 racers, you know, you, you get a little off at the beginning of the night or whatever, you kind of end up in that race. And I, Jeff was racing them hard for that. Um, and it just continues to show you the depth of, uh, you know, even in the non-qualifiers race, you got a guy like a guy just who's, who's always fast, um, running that race and putting on a good show, uh, for the fans right up till the end of the evening, you know? Yeah. There's, there's no question that everything that was run Saturday night was worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's the best thing you can say. If somebody asks you, why should I come to see PA Sprint series 305 racing? Right. It's, it's going to be good racing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good evening. Um, you had a, a little, uh, last week we had done a little bit of coverage on the Fayetteville race. Um, uh, tell us about how that went down there. Yeah, it really was kind of a shame that the schedule problems put us on the same weekend as that race, but, uh, Carolina sprint tour rescheduled the race that they had earlier in the season. The folks at Fayetteville motor speedway putting on a two night show, uh, they had a nice turnout of cars, including a number of cars from up this way. Uh, quite a few of the mass cars were there, the New Jersey folks, uh, some of the other cars from the area. And actually the winners, uh, both nights, Friday and Saturday night, was I believe it's a father and son combination from Indiana. Albert and Bradley Galeridge were the winners of the two features uh, there in uh so they were able to bring in some drivers from outside the area, just like we did. And I hope their fans really enjoyed that down there. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we're working on schedule for next year. And what I, I think I'd really like to do is have a Sunday rain date for the Keystone thing, and then just put Fayetteville on our schedule. So we don't, you know, the, the tracks know we can't, can't step on it depending on when theirs ends up, but um, a lot of juggling with that. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of good racing down there. Um, I think there was some, you know, camaraderie and some, some real good stories that, that came out of that, that show as well down there. Yeah, it, it's, and it's, it's a good, you know, they, they have a number of really nice racetracks that Carolina Sprint Tour runs. And I, I read on their uh, Facebook page, they've already got a good number of races scheduled for next season. Uh, Lakeview Speedway, which is a track kind of down on the North Carolina, South Carolina border, uh, sort of, uh, I guess it would be southeast of the Fayetteville area, uh, I think is going to have a major race for them next year as well. And so it's just good to see that group doing well, uh, getting to a number of tracks uh, throughout the area. Uh, Fayetteville's a very nice track. Uh, Actually, it used to be an asphalt track at one time. I, I went to races there when it was a paved track many, many years ago. And well, dirt's an upgrade. Was, yeah, well, it was at that time, there was a dirt track about a mile, mile and a half away. And the guy, the dirt track wasn't as nice a facility. And the guy who ran the dirt track bought the paved track, closed the dirt track down, put dirt on the paved track, and, you know, the rest oh, is okay. <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think they're doing a real good job down there. It is quite a, quite a ways off. Certainly we don't, um, penalize or restrict our guys from traveling down there anytime. And, and we, 
encourage them to try to try to make that trip or a vacation type thing get to get to see those guys down in carolina if they can or any of the other uh, race saver regions for that matter um you know that's what what makes it really nice and uh you know it's it's hard it's hard to leave an, a date open up here especially with all the regions that might fill it up um and and certainly when it comes to port royal it's it's difficult to to uh you know not be able to have our biggest race this season when they when they bumped it but we had a good weekend i think they had a good weekend looking forward to uh, you know pretty decent year for everybody all things considered and uh we had a we had a great day there with the um the founders being out in the uh, hall of fame and was your suggestion that we we talked to tom warwick so uh let's let's get to that interview with tom warwick senior We've had some technical difficulties, but I think we're finally ready to talk with Tom Warwick Sr. Tom, are you there? I'm here. Thank you. All right. Great. Um, we just came off of the Keystone Race Saver Challenge, and part of the Keystone Race Saver Challenge, we had a recognition of the, the founders in our Hall of Fame efforts, um, and uh, obviously Tom was part of that. So we thought, uh, Frank and I thought, what what better guest to have on here and talk about some of the early days of the PA Sprint Series, but to talk to Tom. So, uh, Tom, uh, tell us uh, a little bit about how the series started. You, you began with the four-cylinder division. What was it, Path Valley and Heston? Yes, uh, started out uh, both Heston, uh, Heston, Path Valley, Hill Valley, uh, and believe it or not, Shippensburg, the go kart track. Oh wow! We actually <laughs> raced, and uh, it was it was quite a deal. And uh, it was the last year of the four cylinders, uh, and there's several of us wanted to keep racing sprint cars. And uh, one thing led to another. We looked at the Ohio deal with the 305s, and we run across French down in uh, Virginia, and we didn't know much about French, or I didn't, and uh, uh, wife and I took a ride down one weekend and got the rules for the Virginia Sprints, and uh, Pennsylvania adopted those after after having several meetings with the guys, you know, Gerald Reinhardt, uh, Junior Peters, Joe Davis, uh, Gordy and Todd Lynn. Uh, we actually had some meetings at Heston Speedway on their bleachers. Oh, okay. And things, yeah, and things progressed. We ended up down at... Uh, Keen Speed Shop, we had uh, had some meetings there also. Yeah, so Frank just, was uh, saying um, he did some research down at uh, EMMR, and I think, uh, Frank, that was, uh, from your research, that was, what, 98, 97? Well, yeah, in that period, uh, then, because 98, I guess, Tom, was when you ran the, um, the two sets of rules together, right? Right, right, yeah, we, we allowed... Uh, Gerald and uh, Rodney Peters to race along with us. Gerald built the first 305 in Pennsylvania, the race with the PA Sprints. There was a couple of guys that raced with Jim from down, with French from down around the Lancaster area, but Gerald was the first 305 PA Sprint. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think Jerry, um, we were fortunate to have Jerry there on Saturday, and I think he had, had uh, some of that 
documentation with them, the original rules and had the invoice for this first set of heads. Um, obviously there's a, a lot of people in that, in that early group. Um, we, we really recognize, uh, the four of you as the founders because of the amount of work, certainly that, that all of you had to do, especially in those early years. Um, tell us about how many cars started out and, and how it got going. Well, I believe the first year we raced, there was five or six cars to start. And, uh, we, you know, as the season went on, we got gained a couple here and there and stuff. And, uh, I think, uh, Frank said it was the second year. We actually had enough cars to do a B main and, uh, yeah, the first, first, uh, the first year or so it was, uh, pretty sparse for cars, but we kept, kept trying and trying. And then somewhere along that line, uh, uh, Path Valley came to, to, uh, Heston one night and wanted us to go up there. So we ended up with two racetracks for sure for the 305s. And it just kind of progressed from that point. Yeah. That's not bad to grow to a B main where you run in 24 cars. So you would have had more than 24, correct? Yep, I believe. And like I said, I wish I'd have kept better records than I than I did, but yeah, never thinking about this series getting as big as it did. You know, we were just a bunch of guys having a trying to have fun at a at a, a pretty reasonable cost at the time. Yeah, well, don't worry, Frank's doing the work. Um he's he's looking back through all the old papers and and um we actually have that's probably gonna be our winter project of entering all that data in and recording those results and things. And we will probably, uh, if, if it's okay with you, Tom, we'll be sharing a lot of that to see if, uh, if it rings any bells with you as far as any corrections or especially additions, because uh, I do find in going through the area auto racing news that there were some weeks that Heston and Path Valley. Sure, yeah, I'd be I'd be glad to help any way I could. Well, that's great. I, I look forward to it because I'm sure we are still going to be missing some races, and it might, you know, be you could say, oh yeah, after that weekend, I know we had a race such and such, and and then, you know, that gives us an opportunity to start picking up some information on the races that we still won't have after just using the area auto racing published results as what we've got to go on. Yeah. Frank, uh -huh. Frank got us filled in, I think 2006, 2008, but before that, it, the data is, is fragmented and you know, what we're hoping to do is to build all that in so we can list all the teams that had ever, you know, officially uh, raced uh, appear on the website and show results for them. Uh, to build out those early years. I know Frank had done some of that work. Um, tell us about how, uh, you know, you did tech. French, I guess, came up back in the day and would do some tech. And then at some point you took that over. Yeah. Uh, it originally started out, uh, Mike, uh, Mike uh, from up at uh, Heston started doing the tech. And I think it just got too much for him trying to, trying to run the racetrack and do tech and stuff. So we had French come up. Uh, several times, uh, we did tech. Uh, at uh, uh, we actually did it at Path Valley one time, and then we did it at my shop two different years. And then uh, I ended up uh, taking over the the deal of doing tech in Pennsylvania. 
but back then it was real, real simple. We, we, we basically could take the motor completely together just by uh, checking compression and valve lift and stuff. But then as, as things went on, you know, we started hearing that uh, guys are lighting the crankshafts and stuff. And, and I called French and said, I'm going to start weighing cranks. He said, do whatever you have to do. And then the next thing was something with valves and stuff. So now we do it partial apart and uh, weigh, weigh a lot of stuff and before the guys are allowed to, to completely assemble the engine. Yeah, that, that has really evolved. I think that the hard cards didn't start probably till 2010 or a little later. Um, like you said early, you know, you could check the the stamps and the heads and stuff with a borescope or, or whatever. And as, um, as the need, you know, arose to, to get more detailed French, fortunately, um, you know, was able to adapt to that situation. We adapted to, uh, adopted the hard card and, uh, continue to use that. And, uh, we now have a complete, as you know, cause you're still teching engines, you know, at this point we're, weighing valves, measuring every, every little thing so that all that is documented and kept. Yep. Yep. You know, you know, looking back on it, French, you know, French deserves an awful lot of credit for coming up with these rules. Cause they, they haven't changed since the start of the deal, you know, and, and he, he really deserves a lot, a lot of credit for that. Along with a lot of the guys that raced with us in the beginning, you know, when we far, first started this deal, you had no idea, what was going to happen and you know for guys to put a car together with an assumption that it was going to be a class for however long to come you know it uh, it was it was quite a deal yeah it's pretty interesting that those those same rules are basically still the same um and um you know that even today uh, a lot of those maybe not not all the engines but certainly the the racers that started with that are still racing still competitive um tell us about some of the, the early names some of the people we we don't remember or, or that uh, you know were involved early on well boy you're asking a guy you know that has a heck of a time remembering stuff yeah. uh, junior peters uh, Junior Peters was one of the original guys. Uh, Mike and Joe Zapp, which you don't hear too much of. Mike was Mike, the father, was actually on the tech tech committee for a while. Uh, uh, Joe, Joe Davis, Davis. yeah, mm-hmm. he was he was guiding. Uh, uh, Jeff Taylor started racing with his son, you know, the football player. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, McGee, uh, Vaughn McGee raced with his son, and then. Uh, Joey Hershey, uh, yeah. Curtis's Curtis's son, started with us. Uh, Roger Irvine, yes. yeah, those guys, uh, those guys are still still somewhat active. Uh, right. Mikey Alleman, of course, he was there. Mikey Alleman, yep, yep. Uh, and there's a lot of guys. I was trying to think of the fellow from down your way that that did the paving that really supported our class. I can remember oh, his yeah, number yeah. was 88. Jim uh, Wentz, yeah. I think Jim Wentz, you know, his family is really supportive of it. He was a sportsman racer, you know, switched over to our guys. And, uh, was it Jim Kennedy, of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and back in the day, you know, as I came into it early about 2002, 2003, you know, 
uh, Gordy and uh, Todd, all those guys were, were hauling scales to the races. You'd set up scales every night. Uh, so you can do yep. and have uh, consistent scales. Um, yep. You. Yep. And those guys, those guys volunteered their, their, their time, you know, just like a bunch of others, other guys. And we'd have, uh, if need arise, we'd, we'd have a meeting and bunch to the competition committee to, to make sure we're going the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly a lot of different people put a lot of work into that. I don't think anybody, um, more, more than you. Um, and, and certainly I think everybody should, should really appreciate the work that all those people have done and you have done. Um, I know I appreciate the work that Frank has done just digging up the history uh, so that we can, we can build upon that. Uh, I tell everyone I, I did it from a, from a selfish standpoint, because without the the race saver sprints, there's no way I'd be able to, I or my son would be able to race a sprint car of a, you know, a V8 sprint car. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about that, Tom, while you were listing some of those names of the drivers who were in at the beginning and, and, you know, the, the names you were listing were kind of the same combination that we see still today of teams that were coming in who were new to full-size sprint car racing and then teams where, you know, where the driver had experience in maybe 410s or, or 360s or 358s or, or something else like that. And, and you can see the drivers, again, as you can still see them today, looking for the same thing you were looking for. How can I keep racing? How can I afford to keep racing? And the answer is to come into race saver. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great the way it's grown over the years. It just, it's unbelievable really. You know, that, that, that it, it got that big this quick. Yeah. Well, and I think it's neat that like, like Frank said, it, it still really resembles what it started out to be. And, and that's pretty special. Um, yeah, yeah. everyone's willing to help each other and i think most are all, all the guys are still friends yeah yeah we we heard uh, several stories along those lines um this past weekend um so yeah certainly um you know once once uh we are able to get into the emmr try to organize something with covid and everything we'll, we'll have to do something with uh, the hall of fame thing but it it has been neat to um, reminisce just a little bit with you tonight. I know we had some difficulty getting going on the recording, um, but um, it, it's definitely, I think, worthwhile as far as what we're trying to accomplish with the podcast to have you on here and hear some of those early stories. And hopefully we can continue to hear those from some other people and, and maybe exchange a few down at the EMMR someday where we can uh, get together and and um, honor, uh, you know, put the plaque up and, and have an event of that sort. Maybe Frank help us pull that together. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff that Frank's been doing too, you know, with, with the, the follow-ups and the, the other racetracks and stuff. And I'm sure he's put an awful lot of time, time involved to it too. That's a lot of fun. I'm glad I have the opportunity to do it. And, and, Really glad I have the opportunity to, to talk with you and some of the other guys about some of the history and, and fill in some of the blanks that, you know, maybe aren't 
in the newspaper anywhere. And so looking forward to doing some more of that as we get going back into the off season mode. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll button it up here. Thanks Tom for coming on and, uh, we appreciate, appreciate participating tonight and, um, we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Well, thanks you guys for having me and, you know, thank you guys for all your hard work too. It's, uh, someone's got to keep it going and you guys are doing a great job at it right now. Keep it up. You gave us a good thing to start with Tom. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad of that. All right. Thank you. Take care. You know, thank, thank you. You guys do the same. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Frank certainly was good uh, interviewing Tom. I guess yeah, it was last week, but uh, good stuff. I think, I think we could probably make a couple hour show with Tom. If, if we could just, uh, if we just get communications uh, working really well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that was such a problem. Uh, you would think that area uh, it's not out in the middle of nowhere by any means. Uh, I think they would have some things going for them that would make it pretty good, but for whatever reason, we uh, just had about every gremlin you could <laughs> to deal with this time, but yeah, we could try again. I, I had a longer phone conversation with him earlier this season, and I'm telling you, you can go on a long time with Tom and, and learn a lot of cool stuff from the past. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe over the winter we can we can um, do a, maybe a private tour or something for the uh, Hall of Fame members. We'll see how um, the you know, restrictions and things are over the winter, but uh, get, get down there and, and hang up our uh, – our trophy and or our plaque and and have everybody down there to to see the museum and and where their name will reside but uh we're probably gonna probably gonna wrap up the podcast for the year looking into january the uh we're gonna we're working on schedule i can tell you we've we've got uh, just about all the tracks kind of reporting in usually I spend my Thanksgiving week buttoning all that stuff up and it's, it's happening in, in earnest right now. Um, we, we may, as a discussion today, we may have our first ever pass goes two places in one night thing. That's uh, that's something that's a little teaser. Um, uh, hoping, hoping to get uh, wiggle in a race with Hagerstown and uh Virginia sprint series, at least, I think they're, they've got at least uh, three on the schedule for there. I'm hoping to get, uh, you know, there, uh, at least one of those, um, some Fridays, some Sundays, um, maybe even another night this year, uh, on the schedule. Uh, so that's looking good. Um, Frank, you and I are going to be working on those old results that you dug up during COVID. That's right. Um, Hopefully, you know, we talked to some of the, the old timers there and, and I've had communications from some of the people pre 2006 and somebody said, you know, why aren't we on the list on the driver's list? And we're like, well, when we fill in those results, we'll have to add you, you know? So, um, yeah, I said, I bet you Frank's got you on there a bunch of times with the different things you've done. Yeah. And I think what we'll be able to do that should probably help a lot is as we get these results, because the results we're picking up from these early seasons are not complete. They are primarily the results as they were reported in area auto racing news. Okay. And of course, sometimes the tracks, you know, didn't report 
right uh, or all i got was the winner or the top three or something like that and yeah. so when we get one where we have i think all the information that that we've been able to find then we can circulate that out there around with these folks who were part of the action back then and see if anybody's got some documentation that can add to that uh, it would really be nice i i know right now that these lists we put out starting with uh, 1999 the first year and going through 2007 because 2008 is when we pick up the, the material that we already have uh, you know a lot of those years are probably going to be lacking a fair number of races and uh, I really hope that that some of our our past alumni or current people are still involved who were part of the program back then will be able to fill in some of those gaps for us. So one day we can have pretty close to a comprehensive history of the organization out there for everybody to see. Well, so there, there you're, uh, you're doing your best, Stephanie, and you're giving everybody their, their winter assignment. Um, keep an eye on our webpage and social media as we, as we start to post that stuff, we'll, we'll put a little thing out there. Hey, we updated these races or whatever. And, and maybe that'll start a discussion among, like you said, the, the alumni and, and just people that are interested in, in the history of the series. I know there's people out there with old programs and, and things like that. So, you know, maybe, maybe they can help us out a little bit. Just reach us through the, through the website or through social media. You can find us on Facebook and on, Twitter. Um, you can also, if, as far as seeing when the next uh, podcast is going to be coming out, um, you're going to look just, uh, if you have a, a podcast uh, a program that you listen to or use like iTunes or, or um, I use uh, Pocket Cast, any of the pod catchers that are out there, just hit the subscribe on the PA Sprint Series podcast. And then as that comes out in the feed, whenever we get around to publishing it, it'll pop up in your, in your downloads or ask you to download it. So that's, that's how you keep up to date with that or check our website, social media. Um, certainly we appreciate, uh, Frank, your, your work this season. It's been very enlightening uh, to have uh, your help and, uh, your expertise, your good voice, uh, which is much better than mine. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I can't can't tell you how much I appreciate. It. I started this, uh, wanted to start this. And Stephanie kind of helped push me over the edge here while we were on lockdown with COVID, um, and uh, we we primarily got this started because our our friend uh, Tweety uh, uh, Terry uh, passed away from COVID as this thing all got it started out, and and um, certainly we hope that everybody stay safe over the winter. I, I think we're learning how to deal with this a little better and, and, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, with some caution and some, uh, maybe, uh, uh, some medical advances will, will get somewhere over the winter. We can have a good clear year next year. Certainly we hope that everybody stays safe and, and healthy over the winter. Um, how about that, Frank? Absolutely. And we, we know, you got to have priorities as much as you like racing your health and your family's health, your friend's health has got to be paramount and yeah. we want you to 
keep all that in mind. Stay safe. Uh, you know, we want you back to watch and listen and, <laughs> and be a part of this past program next year. And yep. Yeah, we're looking forward. We're still having a banquet. So we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, you know, we, hopefully that's an indoor thing, but we're, we're limited to 110. That's usually a good number. We have to have at least 60. So we're looking forward to that. IMCA is going to come in provided they can. Uh, Jim Standard's going to come in with that uh, championship hardware for Garrett Bard in January. It's also the same weekend as a motorsport show. So if for some reason, we get bumped out of that. We'll carry the honors down to there if we have to. Um, you know, if we have to do it over Zoom, which I hope we don't, we'll we'll do it that way. But we'll we'll make sure that we get a, an opportunity to honor Garrett here over the winter for his uh, amazing accomplishment this year. Um, thanks again to you, Frank. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks uh, for letting us come out to play. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you next year.